So I am Ryan Pack. And I'm Nicole Barlow. And this is Soundtrack Your Life. And today we are going to talk the 2023 Best Original Song category for the Oscars. Uh, today we are joined by Paolo Grassini and Sophia Matano of the Song Will Go On podcast. Welcome, Paolo and Sophia. Hey. Thanks for having us. This is going to be a fun one. It's awesome to be sort of like on another soundtrack podcast. It's like, yeah. We're really excited. So uh, for our listeners who don't know about you guys, what is the song? What is the song will go on about? Well, the song will go on is basically we do a deep dive, Sophie and I, into we pick one soundtrack, uh, one song from a soundtrack. And then we just try to uncover as much information, facts, wherever that rabbit hole takes us. Um, I think the podcast came from our love of not just soundtracks, but also pop culture. And I think that's something that we kind of kind of try to blend. And the cool thing about soundtracks for for us was to me, soundtracks has always been the way to discover music. Like I discovered Frank Sinatra because his song was in one soundtrack of a movie. And I was like, who's that? It's always a bridge of something. And I feel like we try to create that on the podcast sort of like, okay, this song is about, I don't know, a cover of Trent Reznor. Like, what can that connect us to? And then I'm like, oh, then just show rock. We haven't. Let's deep dive into that sort of and try to explore that. Um, and the other one, oh, I lost my train of talk. I, I said too. Uh, and yeah, just again, the, the pop culture aspect, right? So. Yeah, absolutely. I think that movie songs are such a specific part of our culture. It really is combining the two things that we love, which are music and movies. So we are super excited to dive into all the songs that some of them we didn't even know were originally from movies. And soundtracks gives music artists such an excuse to do some absolute like WTF things. Like yeah. uh, Sting gets together with Rob Stewart and who's the other one? Uh, Brian, Brian Adams. Adams? Because the movie's yes. three musketeers <laughs> and they do this weird video. So I just feel like we felt like it was kind of this really fun playground to not just kind of enrich ourselves, like trying to learn about other music and other stuff, but also just like having fun with pop culture and like, what the heck happened here? <laughs> yeah, it's such a, a, a weird part of our collective memory, I think, especially if you grew up in a certain era. And I could talk about the supergroup that is Brian Adams, Rod Stewart. I could talk about that. If you want me to talk about All for Love on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's I feel like we we might be all contemporary and we were definitely at the at the super age where all of that was happening. God, love the 90s movies. We were actually feeling like a lot of our episodes were 90s nostalgia, so we're super excited to be here yeah. to talk about some actual current music. <laughs> exactly. That, that is a really yeah. good point. We did not intend to become a nostalgia podcast. It just happened, and we were like, every step of the way, like, we got to talk about something new. Um, but as maybe or not, this show will uncover today. Sometimes they're just not, it's not the strongest of categories in the Oscars. 
Yeah, I'm going to level with you. I think this grouping of songs might make you want to take a time machine and go all the way back to the 90s because (laughs) I have some opinions on this particular roundup. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the 2023 nominees. So if you do not know what is being nominated, we have Rihanna's Lift Me Up from the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. San Lux, Mitski, and David Byrne. This is a life from everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm going to get these names like butchered, but the song Natu Natu from the movie RRR. Sophia Carlson and Diane Warren's applause from Tell It Like a Woman, which is not to be confused with Women Talking, which is nominated for Best Picture. Right. They're not the same movie. It's not. Uh, Lady Gaga's Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Is that all five? I've already lost count. I feel like there should be more. Uh, I feel like this particular year, there are quite a few notable snubs. And before we talk about what we like and don't like from this roundup, I kind of wanted to get a, wanted to get a feel for who we think was left off this list. Yeah, there's definitely a few that came to mind. Uh, most notably for me, I think it was... New Body Roomba from LCD Sound System for White Noise. Thank you. Same. Yeah, absolutely. And um, with saying that, I feel like I should take the opportunity to uh, apologize to LCD Sound System for my lack of support throughout the years. Um, <laughs> it's not your fault that I found a lot of your fans to be annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your music is actually really good. This was an opinion I had in college when I myself was super annoying. So um, I super dig this song. I think I have to take back all those years of being like, Ugh, LCD sound system. <laughs> and and the way it shows on the on the film, like I saw what we, we saw White Noise in theater. Full disclosure, I fell half asleep for half of the film. Having having said that, I liked the film somehow. But then I woke up when LCD Sound System song came at the end credits because this has this huge choreography, this uh, set piece in a, like a supermarket. It's like a music video onto itself, and I I loved it. I loved it. Maybe that's one of the reasons I left the movie theater. Me like I gotta watch that half of the movie. I fell asleep again. I think this might be cool. I have an unpopular opinion, and I kind of find the song boring. Oh, did you feel a slice well, through it? <laughs> yeah. So, so this is what. So so I'm a fan, and um, I I went to the reunion tour. I don't know if I'm as annoying as the people that annoyed Sophie, but no, you're fine. It was it was a me thing. By the way, I qualify as those annoying fans, so don't worry. Like I'm part of the LCD sound system annoying fan that annoy Sophie. So it's... everybody raise your hand if you're an annoying LCD sound system. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's me now. I'm I'm one of those annoying. But I think, <laughs> but I feel like everything that they've released since they reunited is like two mm. minutes too long. I can see that. So I like New Body Roomba, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's two more minutes of this song. Yeah, it's like a seven and a half minute. And song I felt that way with Call the that, Police. And sort of like yeah. the movie. I thought the movie was thirty minutes too long. I thought this song was probably about two or three minutes too long. But I have that opinion about a lot of things. Uh, I really enjoyed the sequence at the end, though. I think it worked really well with what it was doing in the movie. 
so I just want to I want to point out that I believe Danny Elfman, who did this score for White Noise, was also yep. snubbed in the score category. So I don't know if this is some um, conspiracy to shut out what I think is one of the better soundtrack efforts, but I am disappointed that it didn't make that both the song from LCD Sound System and the score did not make uh, make the list. It they were shortlisted, but ultimately did not become nominees. And I think maybe that's. Um, it's kind of a testament to the Oscars and how they don't really love to take a lot of chances. I think the most similar song in tone and feel and, um, I don't know, let's say like indie category adjacent is, is maybe the Mitski effort, Mitski and David Byrne mm-hmm. from Everything Everywhere All at Once. I think the difference there is that you get the backing of David Byrne, who's sort of this, he's been around, you know, forever. He's like the elder statesman of, uh, of rock. So maybe that lends some kind of new credibility for the Oscars. The Oscars have to have somebody that's like over the age of 60 to well, make it the, okay. The, to, to me, the thing why that song got in is because the problem with best original song is the same with best original score is that those categories are always fillers for the actual best picture contenders. So it's really hard to see something on the best score. Like, I don't know, like, Harry Potter score or something, unless it's like John Williams, but like something that doesn't have to do anything with any other nominations. Usually these two categories represent what's going on in Best Picture. It's almost kind of like, what score from the Best Picture pool did you like? And what song, if any, from the Best Picture movies? And it's really weird to sort of like have a left field, you know, like I I was looking and then we were talking about the 90s, but like everything I do, I do it for you, was nominated for best original song but that's on you it has to be like 15 consecutive weeks number one hit to be able to like push through the oscars like obviously that movie was not a nominator for a best picture or anything else but you know what i mean it's just like oh this song only and that's it it has yeah, to be like, like that a or like pharrell's event. happy so, i don't know if yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if if this song that they've burned uh, everything everywhere all at once would have been nominated if everything everywhere all at once wouldn't have also be a really big contender in any other categories uh, yeah, so that's probably the lcd sound system like if white noise would have been best picture i'm sure maybe the lcd sound system yeah that's probably why taylor's something. not in in the that's a great final point. category well, that's the other yeah. notable snub is um, uh, Carolina, the song by Taylor Swift from When the Crawdads Sing. I think because that movie was not a runaway commercial or critical hit, unlike the song from Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was, didn't make it. Um, but they are also kind of like t- shutting the door on Taylor Swift, which is interesting because the Oscars love to have a big celebrity for this moment on the broadcast. I think they're giving it to Rihanna mm-hmm. this time around. She's the the pop star moment. Yeah, and Lady Gaga too. We still don't know as of yeah. this who's going to actually perform. Rihanna might be like, no, I did the Super Bowl and that was enough. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I think speaking of, of snob, uh, and this is also a film that got snobbed in other category because Viola Davis wasn't nominated for The Woman King on the acting. But The Woman King has a really great song. Uh, an original song, Keep Rising from The Woman King. It's by Jesse Wilson and Angelique Kyoja. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm awful with names. But that was one song where, like, I listened to it when the movie was out in theaters. And I was like, oh, man, this is like an original song. I'm, 
I bet this is gonna catch up, and it it didn't like meaning like popular music wise, but psh, I think it's better than all, if not all the ones nominated. To me, that was that was an awesome song that could have made it in theory, because again, if Viola Davis, like the Woman King, was kinda in the outskirts, so this song had a chance. Versus another snap for me is a song from the movie Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's uh, what's the name of the song? It's I think it's called Hot Girl. Uh, let me let me quickly just. <laughs> Yeah, Hot Girl by Charlie XCX. Hmm. Um, and that's like an awesome, just absolute pop song. Uh, that's the kind of thing where it's just like, yeah, that has no chance to actually be nominated for this category. But maybe seven years from now, when Sophie and I are still doing the song, we'll go on. That's a song <laughs> we'll, we will go be like, oh, man, like this is, you know, this song will go on technically. <laughs> See, but it's also like, why why can't Charlie XCX be nominated for this award? Um, that upsets me on a certain level in a certain way. Although Charlie is kind of on this like tour right now to like the Brit Awards and the Grammys being like super pissed off that she's just not nominated for things. So add that to the pile of stuff that like she didn't get nominated for this year. Yeah, I was about to say, I agree. I feel like she's grossly underrated as a pop star. She's sort of in the camp with Carly Rae Jepsen, where they're putting out great pop music. And I feel like people aren't paying enough attention. Yeah, agreed. I think it's, again, a testament to whether it's the Grammys or the Oscars. Those are some very conservative choices. Even when you look at, like, the less conservative artists on this list, like your Rihanna and your Lady Gaga, like, for them, these are some really, really middle-of-the-row songs in, in my mind. I kind of want to know how all, all y'all feel about them. Yeah, and one of the biggest names that didn't make it was uh, The weekend for... His song from Avatar, Nothing Is Lost, You Give Me Strength, which mm -hmm. for him, it's like not a good mm -hmm. song. It's, it's so no bad. blinded by the lights, you know? No, it was pretty forgettable. So yeah. this is a movie term that I have analyzed for so many times, but like, it sounds like a movie song. Yes. What does that mean when people say that? Yeah. yeah. And the weekend song from the Avatar sounds like a movie song, which to me means... It doesn't have legs to be like a song on its own, like on the pop charts or like in popular culture. It's just like, yeah, it serves a purpose in this music, but otherwise I really wouldn't engage with that. And yeah, I was kind of like, eh. So yeah. It's so formula. Yeah, we need something to play while you're like picking up your popcorn and your soda cup when you're leaving the movie theater. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just sort of what it sounds like. The glasses. Would... <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. the glasses. <laughs> I, I am one of those people that I can't find anything but like silliness with avatars. It's so silly to me. <laughs> and somehow That's the, the weekend making a song for Avatar and like you look at like the video for it and just a bunch of like Navi blue people like riding around on those weird dragons and then the weekend is singing over it is like very weird to me and very hilarious. You have to really love Avatar to really love that song. <laughs> you better be some kind of Avatar super fan i think the what they what they did with the first movie was more work for me better like it wasn't a super well-known uh art music artist and that kind of allows you to engage with the song more i feel like if you have the the weekend you're if it's not a complete 10 out of 10 home run you're gonna be distracted by like wait the weekends in in pandora like what right. 
That's probably one of the better things the MCU has done is they haven't like just loaded all their movies with a bunch of like big name pop songs to date the movie. Like I know they've done, you know, the Guardians thing. Yeah. And no, stuff. they're spending their money on needle drops. Yeah. <laughs> Can so you imagine true. if they had like Iron Man first with like uh, Panic at the Disco or something? Right. Or like, uh, or like, you know, Thor, <laughs> Wait, Thor Ragnarok with Imagine <laughs> oh, Dragons. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> But see, yeah. alternative yeah. school of thinking is that then you get your, like, Brian Adams moment, right? And then it becomes just enshrined in pop culture forever. And it has the potential yes. to be like, oh, remember when that weird thing happened? I don't know. <laughs> it Sure, it doesn't make it as timeless, but it does make it way more hilarious. And I'm kind of here for that. So speaking of timeless, Diane Warren somehow got a nomination this year. And I'm not saying it because... You got well, yeah. <laughs> no one knows what this movie is. Tell it like a woman. Like I said, it's not it's women not talking. a good song, also, either. Like, it's not a good yeah. song. Like, I, I know that the narrative is that she's been nominated so much and never won. This isn't it, yeah. Like, this isn't the one where you break that streak. I'm yeah, sorry, I agree. <laughs> it can't a thousand this. percent I, well, agree. So, apparently, she was awarded some kind of lifetime achievement governor's award, yeah, yeah, yeah. The apology sure. award, which right. they call like, it now, we, yeah, yeah. Like, we get it, we haven't actually like awarded you for anything, but we also keep nominating you no matter how bad the song is. You're here every year in this category, so thank you for your contributions to fairly mediocre songwriting of the last 15 years. Here's an award. I think she should win sometime, but not this year. The nicest thing I can say about the song is it sounds professionally written. <laughs> she is a pro. Yeah, she's that's pro. true. She's prolific. I think I read something where she was like, oh, I wrote the lyrics to this song in five days because I really wanted to take my time. And I'm like, five days is taking your time? That's like an attention to craft <laughs> in five days. So... Yeah, I mean, it, it, she's a she's a pro. She's good at what she does, and she cranks it out. But it does feel very manufactured. Let's say. Well, maybe maybe in yeah. the movie song realm, that might be actually like, wow. Because a lot of the times we do research on the song, we'll go and be like, yeah, we banged this out in two hours at the studio, and you're like, oh, you did power line in two hours? Like, damn, <laughs> oh, that's a pop. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was a. We did an episode on uh, the Goofy movie songs, and that was a lot of fun. But um, traditionally, at least on our podcast, Paolo is the music guy, and I'm the lyrics gal. And uh, just paying attention to the lyrics on this one, it's just like filled with platitudes, like realize how far you've come, and like, you're bold, you're strong, and like. I feel like I would find those quotes on like my aunt's Instagram account, you know, like, which is which is a vibe, but maybe not to put it in con in the contention for a statue. No, Sophia, you're giving it such credit. It's not even your aunt's Instagram. It's like your aunt's Facebook. She can have it next year. Yeah, true. She wrote yeah. a song for eighty for Brady. It's got. Dolly Parton, Debbie oh, Harry, yeah. the Go-Go's, <laughs> Belinda Carlisle, Cindy Lauper, and Gloria Estefan on it. Like, that sounds like the kind of WTF song that Diane Warren should win an award for. Oh yeah. my god, I can't wait to listen to this. Glorious, hot mess. Not whatever this song is. Damn, are we gonna, gonna have to do 80, 80, to 80, 80 for Brady? 80 for Brady. 80 for Brady. <laughs> do I, am I gonna have to watch that for the podcast? Because now we gotta cover it. I that. think so. I don't think you have to watch oh, it no. sober. No. Yeah. She's taking a nomination away from Chow Bella, which I think should be nominated. Yeah. 
Chow Papa. Oh, Chow Papa, mean? yeah, Chow Papa. That song, that song should be. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Chow Bella could have been the alternate title. Who knows? Like the working title, Chow. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love that song. I, I don't know. I, I feel like it could be like an easy punchline because just like, I don't. I've been singing it around here, the apartment, for like the past week, and Sophie laughs because it's just kind of like I don't know. Like it kind of sounds funny, like Chow Papa. You know, it kind of sounds funny, but I think it's a, it's a touching song and i like them i like alessandro desplat too uh his arrangement is really good and yeah it, i mean if you google any like i think that's the biggest snob because that was actually in contention for like other stuff that's like an actual like the person was in the announcement of the oscars room waiting to stand up and like oh here's my time and they're like wait is that it all the names not me i'm not getting called like i think that was a really big snob uh. See, you bring up a really good point, and this is why I think I get so irked about it, is that Diane Warren is taking up a spot for, I think, a more deserving song and a more deserving set of creatives here, because this this is not creative. This is cliche. Like, an AI could have written this. Like, ChatGP could have done this, is how I feel about (laughs) this song. And I I hate to say that, but that's kind of where we are as a culture, right? Is that I think, um, I think you better bring something more to the table than this. And it's, it's a movie that no one has seen. And I don't want to believe in the Illuminati or in like various people being connected, (laughs) but I don't know what the explanation is for her having this like chokehold on the Oscars, because at this point it's just, she's like stealing from herself. It's very derivative and it's not a good song. I'm so sorry. But I it's think just it might not. be, it <laughs> might be a thing about batting average. She just writes so many songs. Like she appears in credits that you were like, really? Like for example, A Star Is Born. There was that Lady Gaga, like, what did you do that, do that, do that to me? There's like five writers in that. And she's one of them, I think. Like she just, it's, She's just, again, when you, I guess, write so much, uh, your percentage of getting nominated could be also that high. Yeah, she's very prolific. And I, I got to, you know, hats off to Diane Warren for everything that she she does and has done. I just think that this song is, it's not it. It's not it. Yeah, um, I think on the, the on the flip side, the flip side of this song is Hold My Hand by Lady Gaga, which is a song from like a biggest movie of the year right top gun maverick yeah i think that's the biggest blockbuster hit of the year or in um, several years how do we feel about this as a song as a standalone song to paolo's point like is does it deserve like a place and like a standalone listen i think so i think to 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 shamelessly plug our podcast the song will go on i think it'll be it'll be part (laughs) of pop culture i think it has enough enough juice um, it's not like it's not a instant classic for me. It it took me a couple of things, but if I have to look at this list, I would say this is three years from now the the song that I go to. I first don't know if I agree with that. I, I feel like first. it's yeah. pretty good, but I feel like it needs that Marauder magic, and I don't know why he's not. Brian, you have thoughts? I see your part of that process. I breathing. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't have exactly, yeah. It needs That's a good way to say it. It needs, like, because um, it's really trying to give you that power ballad from the 80s feeling. It's trying to wow. kind of recreate that, and it just doesn't fully get there. It's a little bit of, like, song glue balls for me. <laughs> well, interesting, because I, I was thinking about it at, definitely in the context of the movie, and obviously 
Top Gun is known for Take My Breath Away. They play it like a thousand times in, during the runtime of that movie. And I feel like this song is definitely trying to follow in the footsteps of that power ballad legacy, but adding a little modern twist to it. I think that Gaga was successful in that. I can't think of another artist who could really turn out a power ballad like that without it being completely comical right now. So bad, right. Like, perfect combination of project and artist. I think I just wish it had more. I wish it it were hookier and bigger and almost, like, cornier and more over-the-top. I just wanted more. I think it's it, Ryan. Ryan, I think said it best. I think to me, the instrumental side of it lacks a little bit. Like it doesn't have that earworm instrumental part of it. Like the melody solid, the chorus, like her singing vocal performance is good, but the arrangement, it just doesn't. I don't know. It, it's a bit generic. Well, generic. I, I, I'm not saying it's bad, but if you're gonna if you're going to go in that, I don't know, whatever, 1%, 10% of like classic song, like you really need to have a really memorable, catchy arrangement. I just don't think it's there. Yeah. 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 I just felt that you said it correctly that it, it to me, it feels like it's lacking on the instrumental side. I dig the melody for the chorus. Like I, I think the melody in the chorus is, is memorable, memorable. But the arrangement, if if you're gonna, it's a really hard thing to do, like a classic song. Like if you want to fall in that really rare company, you also need a memorable arrangement, whether, you know, melodically or just I- interesting arrangement. And I don't know, it was too much like modern blockbuster sound to me, like. I don't know if that's a Hans Zimmer involvement, which again, I'm a fan. I'm not criti- I, I but score and, and pop songs are a different thing. And to me, the arrangement for this one just sounded like a little bit too like trailer-y, bombastic. Man, I, I don't know. I, I like it. That's the thing. I don't want to be too hard because I like that song. Yeah, I'm in the other camp. I actually really dig this one. And... Gaga sings the hell out of it. And uh, I mean, already being a Gaga fan, I don't know if this is like going to the top of the Gaga playlist, but it's um, it's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid inclusion for me. Well, personally, I think that, that if I had to choose a front runner from the list now, I think it's between this song and the Rihanna song from Black Panther. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. I, I think we're, we're, we're right. We do have to mention... Gaga is already a winner in this category right, right. for Shallow. Right. So are we going to double dip or would the Academy double dip on her or share the love? That's a great question. Or will yeah. they split the vote and then it'll go to something like This is a Life by Mitski and David Byrne? I was going to go with either the Gaga or Rihanna song, but Diane Warren just posted like... I guess the LA Times posted an article like, is this Diane Warren's year? And I was like, oh, no, they're doing that narrative thing. And I can see it going to her Mm -hmm. because of that. Like, I felt like when Leo won for The Revenant and when Scorsese won won for The Departed, it was kind of the same thing. Like, is this Scorsese's year finally? Is this Leo's year finally? And not to say that 
they um, didn't deserve to win, but I don't think anyone, when they think about like their favorite Leo movies, thinking about The Revenant or Scorsese, when they're Mm-mm. thinking about Scorsese movies, I don't think everyone's like, oh, his best movie is The Departed. So I can see Diane Warren getting the Oscar because Rihanna and, G- and Gaga have split the vote and they're and they're running with this whole narrative of, is this Diane Warren's year? It's an ominous warning. The Gerger loins. Diane Warren might win. And she's going to get a standing Brian, ovation. I'm from the moderator of the Revenant <laughs> Reddit tread. That's the favorite. No, I'm kidding. I, mean, I haven't even seen that film. I agree with you. But I feel like they had enough. If those are similar storylines, but I, I don't think this song has enough. Like, The Departed is an amazing film. It's just that when you compare it to the other Scorsese film, you're like, oh, yeah, it's not, I don't know, top five. But, but it's something that when he won, people wouldn't be applauding like, really, for this? We're going to give it to him? I think that'll be a little bit of Diane Warren's case if she wins. Like, really? Okay, okay. She could have it next year. Yeah, she, she will probably be nominated again, so it's not like she's going to mm-hmm. get another chance. Um, not to backtrack to the snubs, but Danny Elfman doesn't have an Oscar, and John Williams has like a really terrible like track record with winning Oscars. He's been like nominated like fifty times, and he's won like five times or something like that. Yeah, right. for John Williams, he, his five Oscars are Jaws, Schindler's List, E.T. Uh, oof, I'm forgetting. Should I forget the other ones? But anyway, I think it's maybe close. Not not close encounters, but they're they're classics. So for him, like he gets nominated a lot, but for him to win, he has to make an ET or a Jaws, which is which is not the fable oh, Star, ones. Star Wars, I think it's the other one. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a great score. It's just that I mean, he, again, he didn't win for like a Harry Pot- Potter or stuff like that, which is top 20 in like most recognizable themes and stuff like that but he has to do such an amazing thing to win an oscar so yeah fair point and uh also a a good place to say that it's not a reflection of your contributions or how great you know your talent is that the oscars are snubbing you if anything it's probably the opposite you're in oh, good yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's really good company to to be if you don't get nominated like if you don't win like I mean uh, Stanley Kubrick never won an Oscar. Uh, Ennio Morricone also, he won the honorary one, but like a hundred, almost a hundred year. Uh, no, well, he wasn't, he didn't have a hundred career, but 50 years, definitely. He's had like 500 scores, never won anything. So there are some absolute legends that never get nominated. And... So, so Diane Warren, yeah, okay. Diane Warren will be fine. <laughs> So let, officially, what does what is everyone predicting for the uh, the winner? Not who deserves to win. Who do you think will win? Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna think. Lift me up. From from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which I actually also like. Uh. Sophie said something about lyrics. I think to me this is a strong lyrics. Uh, what do we say? A lyrical song? No, the lyrics in this song are, are good. M- might be the the one that I enjoy the most uh, from this category. I think Rihanna's performance is good. It's a tough song because 
it's a ballad and it's also it's not that it's a ballad another subgenre of this song might be emotional ballad like it's actually like a very well we all know the storyline with black panther and and the loss of chadwick boseman and the song clearly is commenting on this so when we're talking about in the replayability pop um the pop context is sort of tough to judge it in that way but in the context of crafting a really emotional movie song sorry emotional just song i think it's a really good song um i don't know i i think that's my pick for i think who will win and and who i honestly might like to see win but if gaga wins i'm i'm okay with that too it's not like yeah sophia <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'll I'll throw my hat in. I think I agree. Lift me up will probably win. Uh, this song is sort of a, a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, and it's also a really a really sweet and angelic song. It's sort of like a lullaby. We haven't seen a lot from Rihanna in the last few years, so I think everyone is really excited to see her back creating more music and of course she's a new mother so maybe that might be part of the inspiration for this song uh i think that her vocals on this are some of her best uh, it, it's a really impressive vocal feat for her but um it, it is a very quiet song the the replayability on it isn't very high for me uh but i think that it goes with the movie very well uh so i wouldn't be surprised to see this be the winner although um my heart is with Natu Natu. I want Natu Natu to win this so bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know it's the dark horse in this particular race, but that would be so cool because you know that would be like a huge deal and a big moment. Well, they won the Golden Globe, so maybe if that's any indication. I'm just saying, I, I would love for that to happen because I live for the absolute chaos that would ensue if it did. It's possible, you know, with boat splitting and stuff. It's it's not, nothing is out of the question. But I agree with both of you that I think if I had to hedge my bets, I would go with Rihanna's Lift Me Up because it's the sentimental favorite. Oscar loves the sentimental favorite. Uh, they mm -hmm. also love an established artist. And Rihanna has kind of the wind at her back right now with her Super Bowl performance and her kind of re-entry into making music at all. So I think she's the safe bet. Yeah. From from my pop culture fandom, for that storyline, I want Rihanna to win because mm -hmm. then we have like a moment, right? Super Bowl performance, an Oscar win, she's back. And I love that soundtracks, again, I, I love when soundtracks can be part of pop culture to be sort of like, see how important we are to pop culture soundtracks? To be like, yeah, we, we're part of the moment too. But if not Nadu wins, I need some choreography on the stage of accepting it. That might be the most <laughs> like best acceptance speech if they do win. They do some choreography. That's it. My, my knock with that song, it's a really good song. I, again, knock, it sounds like a harsh word, but like I can't separate the choreography and the moment in the film from the song. Is it an um, amazing sequence? It is. It's super fun. Is this a song that I listen to it independently of that? I, I can't. I can't separate it. I, I think to me the choreography is better than the song. But the combination of two makes something really cool. The song alone? Like, ah, I don't know. 
begs the question, do you judge the best song of the year by how well it fit the film or do you judge it by it being a song that stands all on its own? That is an amazing question. I would say that is an amazing question. And I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer. To be honest, I don't have an answer because there are two train of thoughts. It's the Oscars. It's best original song for a movie. You would think you judge it by your contributions to the filmmaking of that film. How much did the song contribute it? But me specifically being such a fandom of soundtracks and, and what it means to pop culture, I, I can't also sort of separate that other aspect we're talking about when, when a song from a movie transcends into pop culture and it's a big, big thing. So I, I don't have the answer. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's a couple, but I just, I really don't no, have the I mean, answer. It, it might be a mix too, you know, maybe it's kind of like an on balance thing. Like, yes, this is a credible song and the song craft is strong, but it also really fits this moment in this particular film. I think what we find year over year is that usually the songs that get nominated are sort of end credits songs. So they end up on the soundtrack or they are inspired by the themes of the movie, but they're not really like intrinsic to the movie itself they don't have a whole dance sequence attached so that one you know not too not too is kind of a it's an unusual inclusion it sticks out i think from this pack a little bit and sometimes you get it's hard out there for a pimp <laughs> well speaking of just like chaos right like such a good oscar moment yeah so i would like fun. to see not too not too when i think i am also on the rion boat you know, with the Super Bowl performance. And I think that the Academy really wants to give Black Panther some sort of moment to pay tribute to Chadwick. And I don't know if Angela Bassett's going to get that moment. I know she got it at the Golden Globes, but that is a pretty stacked category, the best supporting actress. Um, so mm -hmm. I think it's far from a guarantee that she's going to win it at the Oscars. So I think this might be the Academy's way of kind of rewarding Black Panther and giving them their moment to uh pay tribute to chadwick so i think i mean also you have the fact that she is rihanna and people love rihanna so i think she's gonna win i would love to see natu natu win i mean obviously i would love to see david byrne win and mitski which we haven't even talked about but i think it's a good song um i think maybe it's a little a little heavy on the uh duet I don't know. There may be some mixed feelings in the group about how well they mesh as a, as a pair, Mitski and David Byrne. Better than C and David Byrne on New Year's song. Eve. <laughs> Better <laughs> than David Byrne and anyone on New Year's Eve, pretty much. Do you think that like him showing up at Miley Cyrus's New Year's Eve thing was like him like kind of politicking for <laughs> for this song? Like he didn't perform it, but. Like, why else was he in Miami on New Year's Eve with Miley Cyrus? This Oscars pre-campaign, well, uh, you know, I love how he does all this work with people like, you know, St. Vincent. It's like, if you want to be um, a female indie artist, you need that burn bump, I guess. Mm. He's like, oh, do you, do you have a career that is really, like, hot right now? I want to work with you. This Mitski thing feels very similar. <laughs> I th liked their duet. I thought it was really at least an interesting listen mm -hmm. um admittedly i'm not sure for example like when i listen to natu natu or when i listen to lift me up i think of the movies that they came from 
and even um, the LCD sound system one for white noise. With This is a life I don't necessarily think of everything everywhere all at once. It doesn't really conjure images of the movie for me, even though that is probably my favorite movie of the year. So this brings us back to our question. Do you award it for being a great song or do we have to dock points because it doesn't quite fit with the movie, in my opinion? I've been thinking about Nicole's questions while we've been talking because it really was a good question. Here's where I'm at is if you all technically if they use it during the movie, I think that's huge points. But that always isn't the case unless it's a musical. Like, it's not an easy thing. Like, sure, in a perfect world, you want something like Ghostbusters, where it gets used in the movie, but it's not a musical, but that's the movie song. And, I mean, that's why it's one of the best songs ever for a movie. But I still think you can make a really good end credits song. I think even if it just appeared in the end credits, like, I think I still think you can have something that appears in the end credit. And it really represents the film. And there is an art form to that. And that also should get a reward. I don't think the songs the, the, the songs should get disqualified if the movie doesn't have a natural place to fit the song on. However, there are a lot of in-credit songs. You know, again, it's, it's best practices and worst practices. There are a lot of in-credit songs that just get tacked onto the movie for marketing purposes and miss. And I think that's where the Academy, you know, that's where Academy voters just have to do that uh, analyzing, you know, analytic and analyzing and rewarding s- stuff that is creatively for the right reasons and not. But some of my favorite songs, you know, are in-credits only, but they can do a great job too. If we're using a James Cameron movie as an example, My Heart Will Go On is an end credit song. And so is whatever that weekend song was for Avatar 2, you know? And, you know, so I think that some end credit songs can can capture the feeling of the movie. Uh, and I also think that it would be kind of inappropriate to hear Celine Dion in Titanic, which is like obviously a period piece and it's such a... 90s ballad um but all that to say i do think it is important for the song to capture some element of the movie instead of feeling tacked on but you brought up a good a good example my heart will go on it is an end credit song but the fact that also the melody gets used in the score throughout the film helps you prepare for it it's not it's not a alien sound also the song is about the two main characters love that movie ends with literally the, the the breakup and that death of that love. So you're, it's like a natural transition into that. Like it, it, it's almost like the continuation of the storytelling of the movie rather than this end credit sound that comes out of nowhere. And I think that's where you sort of go like, oh, this is a really, this is a perfect storm of creativity. They're hitting, hitting on all mm-hmm. cylinders and all that stuff. Yeah. And then other occasions, they just, they just don't. So that's where you just got to, Judge it by scenario by scenario. It's also got some really strong flute, which I think, you know, <laughs> James yeah, Horner. the flautist for making it feel, yeah, sort of period, right? The, sort of the Academy loves mm-hmm. a flute, you know, that too. <laughs> the Academy loves a woodwind instrument. <laughs> Before we continue with our episode, here's a word from our sponsor. Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. 
what if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podtasticaudio.com slash easy. One song that didn't get the sh- get included on the shortlist or a nomination is Doja Cat's Elvis song, Vegas, which is maybe the biggest movie song of the year. Yes. Weird. Weird. And it is deemed ineligible because it interpolates too much of uh, Elvis's hound dog. Really? It is just one of those one of those moments where like you know the same way as okay boomer okay Oscars you know kind of <laughs> like you need to you need to update your your rules and stuff because that's just a style of creativity in a specific style of music genre so by having those kind of rules you're also shutting the door in a lot of creative music genres that are current right now and perhaps the leading genres of music and pop culture yeah her saying it's you ain't nothing but uh over and over again in the song that has deemed it ineligible because that is a previously written lyric well then we're getting Ooh, that doesn't sit well with me because now we're excluding samples Mm mm-hmm which kind of excludes a lot of hip-hop. Which probably explains why not so... a lot of hip-hop songs have won the Oscar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Which is very hypocritical from the fi- uh, Academy, which is the film industry is running so much on reboot and remake and IP franchise and then to exclude cause just from that line. But that's a mini rant. That's not here or there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the same reason why Johnny Greenwood didn't get nominated for There Will Be Blood because there's a piece of the score that he mm-hmm. had like written for like not even for another movie he had just written a like this orchestral thing and he decided to use part of it for the score for there will be blood and they're like sorry not not original score and i mean it's just a damn travesty right to have to exclude something that brilliant on a technicality um is is really a big swing and a miss from the oscars yeah and paolo and i did an episode on Vegas for our podcast, and we really got into the history of Hound Dog, and I just, it really added layers onto my appreciation of that song, so I think it's really a shame to exclude it. Well, it's like you said, real irony too. It's like, you know, it's not Elvis's song either, even if he popular- exactly. popularized it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's sort of what music is. Music is, is reinvention. So, mm-hmm. absolutely. Seems very strict and old school and weird. Yeah, and you're preventing a whole new generation of people from discovering this song. Well, luckily, that's what we have TikTok for. <laughs> that's true. That's how the kids will learn about Someone it. Someone will do a dance to it, and then it'll be a whole new craze. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've covered the 2023 best song category pretty well. So thank you guys for being part of this. 
Yeah, thank you so much. This was super fun. Yeah, it really was a blast. Like I can keep on. We can yeah, keep we on, could go on for a while. We really want. <laughs> yeah. just we could. It's true. Hour in this group, we need to do this again. Yes, yeah. I agree. Season two, when we finally launch season two, uh, we already have stuff in the books uh, with you guys, and yeah, not just one, but a couple of them. Because that's the one thing about um, the song will go on. That's just like one song for like we. There's just so many, so it feels like we can go on for like season sixty-seven if we. If we have the legs. Yeah, I'm already like, oh, I have three other ideas for, for songs we could cover. <laughs> Perfect. We need to cover the baby cooing in Aaliyah's uh, Are You That Somebody, you know? Absolutely. We'll cover, we want to cover it all. One thing we haven't got the chance to do on season one that was sort of like part of the premise of our show is cover bat songs. So season two, we're hoping to cover a lot of bat songs and those like WTF, what's going on here um shout out to i keep saying it i got sometime someday i'll find someone to cover this song with me but uh pitbull's um song for aquaman which is just a riff on toto's africa wow that's the song that's the stuff we oh, have to like you know what that oh is. now we know why that wasn't nominated for an oscar these rules are yeah. leaving out yeah. pitbull from all these awards how could they deny us Pitbull? You know what this reminds me of? I so desperately want to, we can't do this as a soundtrack because it would not be worthwhile, but as a, as a song, I really want to do that LL Cool J song from Deep Blue Sea, the movie about sharks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one that movie. eats oh Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. My head is like a shark's fin. That song. <laughs> I want to just do like a complete you know. history of that LL Cool J song specifically. Let's do it. <laughs> so good. Well, thanks, uh, Sophie and Paulo. And um, I know you guys are on a little bit of a hiatus, but um, how can people find old episodes of The Song Will Go On? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts where The Song Will Go On. Uh, we also we're on Twitter. We got Instagram. Uh, you can email us at thesongwillgoon at gmail.com. We're around on the internet, even though we're taking a bit of a hiatus. And yeah, follow us for season two, which is going to come later on this year. Very cool. I'll be, uh, and I might be on that podcast at some point. For sure. You can count on it. And both of you, all of you. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at soundtrack underscore your and on Instagram at soundtrack cast. And, uh, you know, you can check us out on Patreon as well at Soundtrack Your Life on Patreon. And you guys have a Patreon as well. We do. And a Discord and many other things. Yeah. Man, I, you did a better plug than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit quiet. All quiet on the Patreon front a little bit right now, but yeah. Thanks for joining us this week on Soundtrack Your Life. Make sure to visit our website, SoundtrackYourLife.net, where you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too.